Iniquity abounds. The iniquity is passed down from generation to generation, but it's not only passed down, it abounds. If it was okay for parents to kill babies, the next generation, 25 years, has come of age, and now that spirit that would say to an adult, there's nothing wrong, just take care of you, just take care of your free time, It's okay to kill that child. Now children are killing children. It's the same spirit because iniquity does abound. We were doing dope back when we were 18, 19, 20 years old in college. Iniquity has abounded where they're doing dope at 8 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old. We were sleeping around at 18, 19, and 20. Now they're sleeping around at 10, 12, 13 years old having babies. Why? Because the sin or the iniquity of that sin doesn't just pass on, but it multiplies to the next generation. And it multiplies to the next generation. That's why you're seeing we started smoking dope and now our babies are doing crack. Because iniquity does abound. Does anybody learn anything? Say amen. amen. Y'all getting quiet in here. You're either learning or feeling guilty. See, there's the problem, but here's the answer. Everybody say number one. Number one, it's a spiritual battle. Number two, it's got spiritual answers. Number three, we're dealing with multiplied iniquity, and God has an answer. Now watch this. James 5.16, we've already said this, says, Confess your faults one to another, that flaw, that crack, that fell on you. Confess that. Now look at, turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Everybody say confess. Confess. See, we, we live in a day and age that we cover up rather than confessing. Well, did he or didn't he? Did she or didn't she? How many have ever heard confession is good for the soul? Folks, that comes out of the Bible. Now watch this. I'm going to show you. Everybody say confess. It says, confess your faults so that you can be whole. Now, one thing that has to happen in the church, that if we start confessing our faults and we start blessing each other or or, or talking to each other, we need to keep it to ourselves and pray and not be a bunch of gossips and backbiters. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing how mean we who are saved by grace can be. Somebody shout amen. So we can start confessing our faults Brother, we can confess our faults to one another if we know that somebody's going to reach out a loving hand instead of pointing a finger. Jesus said, if one of mine go astray, I'm going to leave the 99 safe one and go get them. We need to start reaching out to each other and maybe we can have some boldness that we can talk and say, you know what, brother, I'm feeling this thing come back on me. You know what, sister, I'm battling with this. Would you pray for me? And knowing that people are going to lift us up and not put us down. Somebody shout amen. We need to be loving and kind. Folks, I, I, let, me, let me just go off the, off the dark side here for a moment. I believe in speaking in tongues. I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. I speak in the Spirit. But folks, I'll tell you what the sign of the Holy Ghost is. It's not just somebody saying Shanda Labippi, Mama Rota Honda. The sign of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Now, I just throw, I feel the Holy. Am I okay, Pastor? Am I okay? I was telling him back. I said, what, what, what's more Christian? 
What would be more? You know, the Bible says they out there, they out there, and they're the ones we're here for. I'm not here to entertain. I'm here to learn so that we can grow and win the world to Jesus. Can I have an amen? The Bible says they out there will know that we are his disciples by one thing. Not that we got a Bible, not that we can preach, not that we can sing. That's all great. But by one thing in that we have love one for another. I'm so glad he loves me when I'm perfect and when I'm not. Everybody shout not. Amen. Bible says they will know that you are my disciples and that you have love one for what's what's more Christian. Well, let me ask you what what they here's here's a person. They're still battling with cigarettes and we know cigarettes aren't good because they're not healthy for you. But this person's still dealing with cigarettes, and they, they, they're smoking some, you know. And we, I'm not saying it's okay. Don't go out and say, I'm going to New Beginnings, man. It's okay to smoke there. I saw this one brother getting his airline tickets. He's moving up. No, no, but what's what? He's, he's still smoking. But he's loving, kind, gracious, gentle. But here's old brother sounding brass and sister tinkling cymbal. Boy, they mean they're so holy. They got big old bun on top of their head. Dressed down to here, bad breath, look like they've been sucking on the kitty litter box. But boy, they're holy. Never touched a drop of alcohol. Lift their hands. Look at that sister walking in the church. Look at her. Why do you know? And see, and see what we do is we get on the phone. Bring, bring. Hello. Sister sounding brass? Yes. This is Sister Tinkling Symbol. And I'm just calling you so that we can pray about this. Oh, no, no, honey. You gossiping. No, no, no. You're backbiting. No, no, no. You're slandering. And my Bible says if you read James chapter 1, in that category, if you want to be there, it's homosexuality and lesbian. Oh, I got quiet in here all of a sudden. Adultery. Hello. Amen. See, we need to start being people that reach out and help rather than reach out and hurt. Somebody say amen. Look at Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 9. Look at this. Now, now James 5 says confess. Everybody say confess. Look at Romans 10. Verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes the righteousness. How are we saved? But because we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sin. Right? That's how we don't have to say anything. I'm gonna show you something here. How many how many believe the word of God's the most powerful thing in all the world? It's not. The Bible says man's tradition makes the word of God to no effect. Our religious traditions sometimes nullifies the revelation of the Word of God. Are you with me? Now, we, we, we've always used this scripture to say, we well, got to believe and confess, believe and confess. I'm telling you something, there's something powerful about confessing. But, but uh, 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 one preacher, old preacher, I can't remember his name now, f- said you can be saved, a man could fall off a horse. John Wesley said a man could fall off a horse and be saved before he hits the ground. It's not the words we're saying, it's the belief in our heart. Amen. But so what's it saying here? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Look at me here. The word saved in the Greek is the word sozo. 
It means to be forgiven, yes. But it also means to be healed. It means to be delivered. It means to prosper. It means to be blessed. It means to be set free. The word saved, if you look it up, is the same word in the Greek as healed. It's the word sozo. So when he's talking about being saved, he's not just talking about being forgiven and receiving Christ, becoming a Christian. It means receiving everything that is ours already paid for by the blood. Can I have an amen? Amen. Now look at verse 10. For with the heart one believes to righteousness. That's our salvation. And with the mouth confession is made to salvation, to our deliverance, to our prosperity, to our freedom, to our healing. We're saved by believing in our heart, but we receive that what's ours through confession. This is why James 5 says, confess your faults. Why? So that we can be made whole in every area of our lives. Everybody say confess. confess. Listen to 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. Let me read it to you. The word of God says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. So we're talking about confession. Proverbs 28, 13 says, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whosoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. How many remember when Jacob was wrestling with the angel of God? Jacob's name was cheater, liar, schemer. And the angel of God's wrestling with him. And the angel's saying, tell me your name. Tell me your name. How'd you like the angel of God to be wrestling with you? And the Holy Ghost is wrestling with some right now. And the Holy Ghost is saying, tell me your name. And you're going, mm-mm, because my name's gossip. Uh-uh, my name is backbiter. Uh-uh, my name is cheater. Uh-uh, my name is liar. And the Holy Ghost is saying, tell me your name. Tell me your name. Tell me your name. And finally Jacob says, I'm Jacob. I'm the liar. I'm the cheater. And God says, confession. And he said, no longer will you be liar and cheater. But now you're going to be Israel. Now you're going to be the prince of God. Anybody catching this? Somebody say, confess. By confessing what his problem was, God didn't beat him down but lifted him up. God turned him from cheater and liar and schemer to prince of... The doctor studied 100 of the most violent young juvenile, 13, 12, 11-year-old. And, and, and he, said, he said that out of 100 of the most violent cases in America, 100 of the most violent Little children cases. Now watch this. Every one of them. Every, now this is not a Christian. Every one of them have been physically or sexually abused. Now watch this. Every one of them. Then another program came on and they showed two 13-year-old or 14-year-old boys. One kid grabbed, and, 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 and excuse me for, this is rather graphic, but we, we, we got a real need here. This little boy, 13 years old, riding his bicycle, red-haired, freckle-faced boy, riding his bicycle, saw a little four-year-old boy, grabbed him, pulled him in the bushes, horribly murdered him, sexually molested him. They arrested him. He said, I don't know why I did it. Another little boy, 13 and 14-year-old, brutally, brutally murdered his father. Now, they showed the, the, the story of both of these kids. The one kid had been molested. The one kid had been raped. 
The one kid, the other kid broke in homes, homosexual father. The, other, the, his, the father's lover had molested him also. And here we're watching this, and they're showing these boys, these babies, going through this. And on the program, they said, and we don't know what the problem is. And I'm going, Lord, help us. Have we become so wise that we can't see the truth? Thinking ourselves wise, have we become fools in America? Have we become so educated that we can't see see that two plus two makes four? That these kids confess your faults, the thing that has landed on you? These little boys have gone through such horrible things because of what's out in our media, what our parents are doing, what our grandparents are doing, and these little boys, it lands on them? It's time for America to confess We're pushing pornography. We're pushing homosexuality. We're pushing lesbianism. We're pushing adultery. We're pushing murder. And America needs to get on its knees before God and say, God, we confess. Have mercy on us. And when we do, God will come back and heal our land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and repent, God, forgive us for allowing our children to see our sin. Forgive us for allowing our children to be taught through our television that it's okay to do dope and it's okay to sleep around. Somebody ought to clap their hands and praise Him. Has anybody learned anything? See, we don't know what's wrong. I do. It fell on them. Another little boy, these, these things are all over. These things are all over. And the little boy, this little boy that just walked in, 14 years old, just kind, of a, just kind of a backward little kid, and walked into the school dance the other night and put a gun to his teacher's head and shot him. And then started shooting at the students and they grabbed him. And they said, well, we know he's been listening to Marilyn Manson or whatever this is. And I don't know who that is, but my kid said, oh, dad, he's talking about murder. And he's talking about violence. Listen to me. Listen to me, you record companies. I'm not against you. But the day you think dollars are worth more than the lives of our children. You say, oh, well, we're talking about gangster rap and we're talking about witchcraft and we're talking about Satanism. If they don't like it, turn it off. No, my friend, you're selling the world out for the 30 pieces of silver and I'm not saying that in self-righteous. I'm telling you, don't you understand? We're going to reap whatever seeds we sow and we're reaping it in our kids. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? See, this hasn't accidentally happened. It hasn't accidentally fallen on us. It hasn't accidentally. We wake up one morning and say, what's happened to our, to our nation? What's happening to our schools? Listen to me, my friend. 25 years ago, we said it's okay to kill babies. And now babies are killing babies. Listen to me. Congress, listen to me, Senate, 25 years ago, you took the Ten Commandments out of our schools. And one of those Ten Commandments is, thou shalt not kill. And every time those kids walk in those doors, they see that thou shalt have no other God before me. They see that you're not to commit adultery. They see that you're supposed to stay loyal to your husband and your wife. And they see the Word of God. It's there. And God said, my word word will not come back void and every time those kids walk in there they're seeing thou shall not kill 
Church, can I have a praise offering to Jesus tonight? Does anybody understand what we're talking about? You see, be not deceived. Don't fool. We can't fool ourselves. Listen to me. We're voting you into Congress. We don't care who you are. We don't care what you're about. But you've got to understand that if we plant apples, we're going to get apples. If we plant oranges, we're going to get oranges. If we plant seeds of immorality, it's going to multiply and a harvest of immorality. We're seeing babies having babies. We're seeing babies kill babies. We're seeing mothers having babies with no one to support them. Folks, there's an epidemic. There's a harvest out there because of the seeds we're planting. We want people in charge of our television stations. We want people in charge of our Congress and our government. Who are going to bring a godly seed back a moral. Say, well, I'm not a Christian. We're not even talking about being a Christian. We're talking about being moral. We're talking about just being using common sense. Does anybody understand what I'm saying here? We're holding you accountable. And I don't mean that in a threatening way or Mr. Self-Righteous or Mr. Holier Than Thou. I'm saying this, that I'm accountable for my children, for my wife. I'm accountable for my church. I'm accountable for my life. I'm accountable to you. And you're accountable to us. When they go to school, you won't let them carry a Bible. You won't let them go in and pray. You won't let them go in and talk about Jesus. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out. We're reaping what we've sowed. And if you really care about our kids, if you really care about our nation, if you really care about anything but ourselves, if we really care about each other, we got to start doing what's biblically correct instead of what's politically correct. we got to start doing what the Word of God says, what human nature says. Everybody knows you're not supposed to hurt somebody else. Where there was violence, there's going to be peace. Where there was drugs, there's going to be prayer. Can I have an amen? Now watch this. Now watch this. Psalm 68, 6 says, God saves one in the family. How many of you are saved? Watch this. God saves one in the family. And they will set free those bound by chains, bound by rebellion, living in the desert places. Now I'm about to show us how we can do this. Now listen to me. I am not saying this in a threatening way. I'm not saying this in Mr. Holier Than Thou. And, you know, I, it by the preacher, you listen to me, Mr. Politic. No, 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 no. We want to partner with you. We don't want to fight with anybody. We want to partner. Together, one will send 1,000 fleeing, but two will send 10,000 fleeing. Can I have an amen? But listen to what it says. It says God will save one in the family. How many of you have friends, family, relatives, sons, daughters, moms, dads that aren't saved? The reason why they're not saved is because of iniquity. But here the word of God says that God will save one in the family. Now I'm going to teach you something here. Do you have ten more minutes? I'm going to save one in the family. And that one in the family will set free those who are bound by chains. 
Pastor, I got kids bound by chains. I got a husband bound by chains. I got a mom bound by chains. A dad, an aunt, an uncle. I got a school bound by chains. I got a city bound by chains. I've got a nation bound by chains. And God said, I'll save one. And that one will get a revelation. And he'll come and he'll release those who are bound by chains. Now listen to this. Is this our kids? Bound by chains, bound by rebellion, and living in a dry place. Folks, America needs missionaries. We're a dry place. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I have set before you life and death. I've set before you. Everybody say me. I've set before you life or death. I've set before you blessing or cursing. Now choose life, watch this, so that you and your children shall live. Watch out, devil. We're about to kick the fire out of you in the name of Jesus. Watch out. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says that God will restore the covenant blessing to those who love him, to them and to a thousand generations. That means that even though our children may not be saved, or our grandchildren may not be saved, or our nieces and nephews may not be saved, or the kids in our school may not be saved, or the kids in our streets may not be saved, I'm going to show you by the Word of God how you can, God's always been looking for somebody that'll stand in the gap. I'm going to show you how to stand in the gap, and those kids are going to stop carrying guns and start carrying Bibles. They're going to stop preaching threats and start preaching Jesus. They're going to stop doing dope. And start being drunk in the new wine, which is the Holy Ghost. There's a way to do it, and it's found in the Bible. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Now, I'm going to show you something here. This is fun. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. This is my first clothing. Somebody said, you preachers sure must love the clothes. You do it about four or five times every service. This is my first closing. Amen. Now watch this. People say, well, pastor, do I have the authority to do that? Do I have, do I have the, 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 the power to do that? Now listen to me. Daniel was in the 69th week of Babylonian captivity. Are you all looking at me? The word of God promised Daniel that in the 69th week, or in the, rather in the 70th week, that he was going to come... And set God's people free. Daniel's praying and he says, Lord, nothing's happened. Our nation is not free. Now hear this. We're going to, we're going to, this is going to be for your children, for your city, and for our nation. And we need to put down our denominational differences. And we need to start joining together in meetings of prayer all over the cities and all over the nation. He said, Lord, the nation's not free. What's wrong? They're in their 69th week. God says to Daniel, if I set them free, they're still bound by their iniquity and their iniquity will bring them back into captivity. Now, if you weren't here last night, remember that he was wounded for our transgressions, but he was bruised for our iniquity. He's not only the burden removing, but he is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. I'm going to show you that in a minute. So Daniel began to pray. God, he said, God, what do I do? Now watch this. And God said, Daniel, get on your knees. Now, Daniel was a righteous man. He was a holy man. He was a man of God. But God said, Daniel, get on your knees, and I want you to repent 
You stand in the gap. I want you to repent for the iniquity of your nation. And Daniel began to repent. Father, forgive us for we're idol worshipers. Forgive us we're adulterers and fornicators. Forgive us for our lasciviousness. Forgive us for our sins. Father, forgive us for our forefathers' sins. Forgive us for our children's sin. Now watch this. Daniel stood in the gap for an entire nation. And when he repented for their iniquities... Those people were set free and they began to realize, why aren't we serving God? Why are we doing these things? Why are we fornicating? Why are we committing adultery? They came to themselves and God set them free. There's a parable of the Good Samaritan. Okay, now remember from Adam to Abraham is the Levite, or is the Pharisee. From Abraham to Jesus is the Levite. And from Jesus to now is the Holy Spirit or Christ. The Bible says there was a man who was bruised and bleeding and naked. He'd been stripped of his righteousness. That's the human race. And he'd been thrown in a ditch. First came by a Pharisee. And the law could do him no good. And he went on his way. Then came by a Levite. And the priesthood could do him no good. And he went on his way. But then there came one on a journey who was not from there. And his name was Jesus. And he went down into the ditch where we live. And he went down to the drug addict. And he went down to the alcoholic. And he went down to the homosexual. And he went down to the lesbian. And he went down to every one of us who had been stripped by the devil of our righteousness. And he picked us up and put us on his own. Are you with me? Now watch this. And he took him to the inn. That's the church. And he said to the host... That's the Holy Ghost. Take care of him. And he gave him two days wages. And he said in two days I'm coming back. And we are in the evening. No, no. I said we're in the evening. Of the sixth day. And he said if there's anything left. I'm going to bring it on that evening. My friend he's bringing deliverance to the captive. He's taking everything that's owed to us. And bringing it back to the church. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? We talked about this last night. And so they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And see, the Holy Ghost is saying to you right now, Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now watch this. I'm going to repeat what I said last night, but I'm going to take it somewhere else too. But who do you say that I am? Then Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Folks, that word blessed means endued with power. He didn't say you're the Savior. He didn't say you're the healer. He didn't say you're the deliverer. He didn't say you're the prosperer. But he said it all in one word. You are the Christ. And God said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. And because you got the revelation that I'm not only the Savior, but I am the healer, and I am the deliverer, and I am the soon-coming king, and I'm the one who can bring a gold coin out of a fish's mouth. I'm the one that can cause blind eyes to open. I'm the one that can cause deaf ears to hear. I'm the one that can cause drug addicts to preach. I'm the one who can raise the dead. When you know that, blessed art thou, I endue you. Somebody shout me. No, no, somebody shout me. He said, I bless you. I endue you with power. But who do you say that I am? 
See, so, so many Christians say, well, he's, my, he, he's the one who forgave me my sins. Yeah, he's that, but he's more. I said he's more. Simon Peter answered, you're the Christ. Say the Christ. The son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father is in heaven. Now watch this. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. What rock? That he is the Christ. What rock? That he is the healer. What rock? That he is the Savior. What rock? That he's the Redeemer. What rock? That he's the Deliverer. What rock? That he's the one that opens blind eyes. What rock? That he's the one that sets the captive free. What rock? He's the one that says wherever we go, tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What rock? We turn drug addicts into men of God. Upon this rock. Now look at this. Upon this rock, I will build my church. I will. Somebody shout will. will. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I don't care what the devil's throwing against your life. I don't care what the devil's throwing against your church. I don't care what the devil's throwing against your family. I don't care what the devil's throwing against your city. I don't care what the devil's throwing against our country. He said, when you know who I am, I know who you are. And together, we're going to kick the devil out of America. We're going to throw the devil out of your family. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not win anymore. Drug addiction won't win anymore. Pornography is not going to win anymore. Murder in our schools will not win anymore. Gang banging won't win anymore. Addictions won't win anymore. Pornography won't win anymore. Alcohol won't win anymore. Suicide won't win anymore. Addictions won't win anymore. Poverty won't win anymore. Racism won't win anymore. Division won't win anymore. Depression won't win anymore. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now look at this. Jesus says, and I will give you the keys. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind, whatever you bind, say whatever I bind. When I bind drugs, when I bind alcohol, when we bind violence, Jesus said every place you go, tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wherever you go, you heal the sick, you raise the dead. Wherever you go, you cast out devils, you devil a gangbanging, you devil a violence, you devil a divorce, you devil a drugs, you devil a murder, you devil a pornography. We bind you. What gives you the right? I got the blood of Jesus. I got the name of Jesus. And whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Now look at this. Look at this. Jesus said, I do you with power and I give you the keys. Now watch this. The keys, the Jewish people will tell you there's four keys of life. It covers every area of your life, your finances, your health, your eternity. When this thing started, God had the keys. Are you with me? When this thing started, God had the keys. But then he created Adam and Eve. And he said to Adam and Eve, I give you dominion. And he gave Adam and Eve the keys. But then Adam blew it. And as Adam blew it, he lost his authority. And Satan became the God of this world. And Satan, Satan had the keys 
of authority. Satan bound up drug addicts, bound up alcoholics, caused white people and black people to fight, caused denominationals to fight. Instead of fighting the devil, we're fighting each other. The devil had the keys, but then came Jesus, and Jesus died on the cross. Are you with me? Now watch this. When he died on the cross, he said those words, it is finished. He didn't mean just our salvation, but the covenant between God and man was finished forever. And when they took his body down from the grave and they placed his body in the tomb, I want the devil to know this. He's not in there because the Bible says that he's standing at the gates of hell and he takes his foot and he bruises the devil's forehead and he bruises his heel. He takes the keys away from the devil. He brings them back to earth and he says to you and I, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're this and some say you're that. But Jesus says tonight, who do you say that I am? And we're saying tonight, devil, he is the Christ. He is the son of God. He is the name above all names. And God says, I'm giving the human race. I got the Somebody shout, I got the keys. Shout, I got the keys. No, no, shout, I got the keys. Somebody say, over drugs. I got the keys. Over alcohol. I got the keys. Over violence. I got the keys over racism I got the keys over my life I got the keys over my family I got the keys over my city I've got the keys over my state I got the keys over my school I got the keys over my nation I got the keys devil we got the keys 